Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That is Fannie Willis, the district attorney of, uh, I don't know. Let's find out who the players are with Dane Cialino, who joins us now, professor of law at Loyola. Good morning, Dane. How are you? Morning, Tommy. Just fine. Did you watch any of this yesterday? I did. It was uh, fascinating. Um, And to to be frank, I've done these sorts of exact sorts of hearings, motions to disqualify lawyers uh, over the last 20 years, and I've done dozens of them, and I've never seen anything quite like this one. You know, I was I was saying earlier, I, one of my favorite movies is Dr. Strangelove, and Slim Pickens says, I've been a World's Fair rodeo and a picnic, and it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen, and that's the way I felt <laughs> as I was watching it yesterday. I couldn't turn it off. Let's talk about the players, I guess. First of all, talk about the proceeding and who were the people involved and what was going on, and what does that have to do with the charges against former President Trump? Yeah, all good questions. Uh, this is a motion to disqualify or recuse. They're the same thing. They just go by different names. Uh, t- uh, to disqualify Fannie Willis, uh, her uh, admitted boyfriend, who is the special prosecutor prosecuting John- uh, Donald Trump for state election fraud charges in Atlanta, um, and uh, a motion to re- to disqualify uh, Ms. Willis and her boyfriend was disqual- was filed by Donald Trump. And after extensive briefing by the parties, uh, the judge started taking evidence yesterday. It'll continue today, but uh, but it was something. So, um, Franny Fanny Willis is the district attorney of Fulton County, correct? Correct. And then you got Wade Nathan Wade, who is the special prosecutor that she hired to prosecute this case. Exactly. I mean, this is this is was an unusual case, and she didn't uh, want it handled by her uh, line prosecutor. So she appointed essentially a private lawyer to step in as a special prosecutor to handle the case, and he has been handling the prosecution and is, uh, is expected if uh, if this motion is denied, it's expected to try the case against Donald Trump and his alleged co-conspirators. So the question I had watching it is, well, if they were sleeping together, and that's a salacious part of it, and and Fanny, uh, I keep yeah, Fanny Willis, that's right, um, was uh, just kept saying, if you want to have the conversation, let's have it. This is about sex. She didn't shy away from anything. Um, the fact that the DA and the special prosecutor are sleeping together, I don't see how that would prevent them from prosecuting the case. Now, I could see if they were on different sides, that would be a conflict, 
and especially when it came to reimbursements and cash payments. Did you pay him back with cash? Did you go on trips together? All of these kinds of things. Where does the money enter into this, Dane? Yeah, and, 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 and you're right. I mean, if this is just simply a case about uh, about the DA having sex with her, her special prosecutor, that's a that's a bag of nothing. I mean, that's uh, that's that's nothing that should disqualify either her or him from this case against Donald Trump. That's why Trump's lawyers, um, the hook they're using to try to get them both is that she has, uh, uh, according to their motion, a financial interest in this case because she is uh, is dating the special prosecutor and they go on trips together. That any money that he gets from this prosecution can be used to fund their uh, their joint romantic uh, ventures together. That's that's a, that's the argument. It, it is frankly, from a legal standpoint, quite a stretch uh, to to try to show that she's got some financial interest uh, in, in in that roundabout way. Um, now, having said that, I, I did find some of the testimony from her and uh, and her boyfriend uh, quite incredible. Tell me about uh, tell me what parts, Dane, please. Yeah, I mean, both testified that uh, that she paid her own way on all these trips, and um, and that she she reimbursed him with cash that she had laying around the house, and and that just doesn't, uh, I mean, to me anyway, ring true. I mean, people first of all aren't using much cash any anyway, and they would reimburse each other with Venmo or some sort of uh, app payment. I mean, it's possible. But uh, but that just doesn't ring true to me. And, and also, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends going on trips, uh, you don't often expect that they're going to be keeping ledgers of who's paying for what. Now, again, it's possible, but uh, but all of that doesn't ring true to me. But all that is really probably irrelevant. And it makes for good. Uh, this hearing makes for good tabloid fodder, good, uh, uh, good news reporting and uh and whatnot, but as far as a, a legal basis for this disqualification motion uh, and a factual basis, uh, it, it seems to me to be a stretch. She was combative. There's a little bit of what she had to say about paying her own way on trips, and she talked a lot about her dad and keeping cash in the house and so forth. Let me take a step back, Dane. How did she even come to appear on the stand? Because Nathan Wade was being, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if the word's interrogated, question, whatever it would be. And did she not like the way he was he was handling things and decided to come down and waive her rights or whatever it was? And it's like, by God, I'll take care of this. Yeah, apparently she just uh, presented herself in the courtroom and said she'd like to testify. And then and then she did. And and that certainly just made bigger headlines of the whole of the whole proceeding. So, uh, you know, whether it was effective, uh, who knows? But again, I keep coming back to whether or not. Trump's lawyers are really establishing by a preponderance of the evidence that she has a, a material financial interest in this prosecution. Um, and, and, and that's what I, I don't see from the evidence. All right, I got some ideas on this I'll share when we come back. We're talking to Dane Cialino, professor of law at Loyola. If you Google her name, Fanny Willis, F-A-N-I Willis, or if you saw any of it, it was all over the cable channels yesterday. It, it was compelling. This, this, this was hard to turn off. I'm going to tell you what. Um, I think that 
I think it was an attempt. I think all of us, let's put it this way. I'll speak for myself. They got stuff in my past that I would not want revealed, but if somebody were to try to go after me and threaten me with it, I would say, well, go ahead and reveal it. I'm not going to back down, and I think this might be a little bit of that. I don't know, maybe an attempt to embarrass. We'll talk more with Dane when we come back. I also want to talk about the comportment of Fannie Willis as a district attorney and how the judge was doing handling this because it seems as though she was allowed a lot of, a lot of latitude that maybe other witnesses would not have been allowed. I don't know. We'll talk to Dane. He's the professor of law, and we come back. 621 Traffic, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, 625, back with Dane Cialino, professor of law, a friend, uh, professor of law at Loyola, and our good friend. This is a little bit of, more of what Fannie Willis had to say yesterday. Well, it's highly offensive when someone lies on you, and it's highly offensive when they try to implicate that you slept with somebody the first day you met with them, and I take exception to it. This was no rookie on the stand yesterday. You could see that. Dane, what about um, the district attorney for Fulton County, Fannie Willis, her the, uh, comportment on the stand, the way she conducted herself? The, the latitude the judge allowed her to have thoughts on that? Well, I think it depends on the audience. I mean, some witnesses will take the stand and, and, and the lawyers will think they're great witnesses, but the jury or the judge uh, was, was, uh, was not impressed. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think it's hard to say. I mean, this is a, this is a case that really, a motion that really is about money and financial interests. Uh, so... But, thin, but on a thin, all those. with a thin uh, base to that, right? I mean, this is, I, I don't quite understand, again, what they're trying to prove. I look at it. Let me say this, and then you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. That when I was watching it, I'm thinking, you know what? This seems like the kind of thing, if I were to go after somebody and they were to go into my background and find some things that I did that I shouldn't have done that would embarrass me, they would threaten to bring this out to try to back me down, and that's the way it seemed to me. Could that be behind all of this, or do they really have a case about financial misdoings? Well, I think they've got an argument about about financial benefit that she's getting from this prosecution, but it's not, again, an argument that I think uh, it, it has much evidentiary support. You know, sometimes lawyers will do things for reasons that have nothing to do with the merits of the of the case or the motion, and and Trump's lawyers uh, are trying to show that this whole proceeding is a circus, that it's a politically motivated prosecution, uh, unprecedented. And uh, the circus-like atmosphere in that courtroom yesterday, even though they created it uh, out of irrelevancies perhaps, uh, I think plays into their trial strategy. And again, it's got nothing to do with the merits of the case or the motion. But uh, 
but in that regard, I think it was fairly effective uh, because it's got the nation talking about what a circus this trial is. Uh, again, uh, the, the circus making uh, yesterday was, was the doing of Donald Trump's lawyers, but, uh, but I think it, it was effective. So we're talking about courts of public opinion and actual courtrooms. Um, Trump and his people trying to win the court of public opinion, which they might have done. What about in the courtroom? itself well i don't think their 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 motion is meritorious as i've said several times Mm -hmm. i just don't think there's enough evidence that fannie willis has a material financial interest in the outcome of this case i mean at least in the sense that she's going to directly get money from it Uh, some may argue that she's trying to get publicity and that that comes up in in all of these high profile media watched trials whether it's Uh, Alec Murdaugh or Donald Trump, there are people who want to make money off these cases from publicity. Whether she's one of those or not, I don't know. But that's not the kind of financial interest that Trump's lawyers have to prove in order to prevail on this motion. Uh, They need to show some material direct financial benefit she's getting. And, And again, I just don't see that. As a professor of law, let me get your take on this on cameras in the courtroom. They are not legal in Louisiana, correct? Um, they, they, they can be uh, at some appellate proceedings. The Louisiana Supreme Court lets them in sometimes, but not at your routine trials, no. Generally speaking, um, I don't know if it's your opinion, if it's best practices. Is it a good thing or a bad thing, in your opinion? Both. Uh, in, in most cases, it lets the public see the functioning of their judicial system, which is a good thing. But in rare cases like this one and so many others that we see on cable TV, uh, it really does uh, it does you know, set up a, a three ring circus for the lawyers to play out for the public rather than uh, for the finder of fact or the adjudicator. So, bottom line, winner in a court of public opinion, no, not so in a courtroom. We'll see, but that's my my guess. Thank you, Dane. Appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. All right. You too, Tom. Dane Cialino, professor of law at Loyola. When we come back, we'll talk about the United States' $532 billion deficit, not debt, deficit after just first four months of the fiscal year. Right now, time for WWL First News. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.